0: the the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 through 32. The the message this morning is from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 through 32. I'm going to read this to us from the New International Version, and then I will give you sermon topic for this morning. Matthew 14, beginning at verse number 22. It says, um, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After Jesus had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. Verse 24, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, fourth watch of the night is between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. in the morning. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw Jesus walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Verse 28. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied. This is Peter talking. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, Tell me to come to you on the water. 29, Jesus said, come. Then Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Verse 31, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught Peter you of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? Verse 32, and when they, when Jesus and Peter climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat, the other 11 apostles who were still in the boat, when Jesus and Peter came in the boat, those who were in the boat, they worshiped Jesus saying, truly, you are the son of God. Just for a few minutes, I want us to reason together from this thought calling the Christ during the crisis. Calling the Christ during the crisis. This coronavirus, also identified as COVID 19. Uh, it's forcing the whole world into an unseen and an unpleasant reality check. Every living person has been forced to recognize that human beings are not the masters of our own faith. In, in other words, church family, we are not in control. We think we are, but we are not in control of anything, not even in control of ourselves most of the time. In the United States... Our president, only two weeks ago, and you all know that I'm not exaggerating or trying to demean the president, I'm just simply speaking what is factually true. Just two weeks ago, the president was calling this virus a hoax. And at the same time that the president and some of his uh, most staunchest supporters were calling the coronavirus a hoax, medical experts all around the world were warning us that COVID-19 is a serious problem. It's a difference how much two weeks difference, it's a difference in how many way people will change in just two weeks, right? How much just that little bit of time can change people because now the president has been forced to change his attitude. He's created a coronavirus team. Uh, The coronavirus team tells us, don't panic they're telling us don't panic it's serious but don't panic the team believes that if we follow a few strict guidelines the spread of the virus will slow down and eventually this pandemic will end medical experts tell us stay home as much as possible they tell us to limit the number of people that we come into contact with they tell us to keep at least six feet of space between ourselves and others uh, when we're either inside or outside. In other words, they, they talk about social distancing, keeping at least six feet between ourselves and, and other people. They tell us to keep our hands washed, uh, which I, I don't know why we wouldn't do be doing those kind of things anyway, but be that as it may. They tell us to keep our hands washed. They, they are telling us, the experts, to disinfect all of our surfaces uh, almost daily if we can. We've been told that scientists are working around the clock to find a vaccine. And while at the same time, healthcare workers and first responders and people with weak immune systems, they're in danger of becoming infected and possibly even dying from COVID-19. Now, some of the distractors who say that the media has been blowing this out of proportion and the media has made it more serious than it really is. And they'll quickly remind us, they'll say, well, you know, influenza, the flu. They'll tell us, you know, the flu has been more deadly to people than COVID-19. That's that's the truth, it has been, still is. But, But I don't remember a time in my lifetime when the flu ever brought the entire world to a virtual standstill. The flu's never done that. COVID-19 has done that. Amen. The fact of the matter is, church family, our world is in a crisis. Here's the point of this morning's message that I want you to lock into your minds and, and, and keep this in your minds. When we're in a crisis, we need to call on Jesus, the Christ. Amen. When we're in a crisis we need to call on Jesus, the Christ. In these uncertain days of the coronavirus, people should still be calling the Christ during the crisis. I know there are probably millions of people who, who don't care at all about what I'm about to say, and, and, and that's okay too, but, but you need to understand, bravado from political leaders will not change this situation expert medical advice will help. Amen. It will help, but it's not enough by itself. Waiting on scientists somewhere to discover a vaccine or a cure, that's not going to happen soon enough at the rate that this virus is spreading. The solution to the crisis is to have faith in Jesus the Christ above everything else. Amen now. The solution to this crisis is to put our faith in Jesus Christ above everything else. These these 10 verses of Saint Matthew 14, they, they reveal to us, they show us the blueprint that all of us should follow during a crisis. The apostle Peter got the help he needed when he called out to Jesus the Christ. If Peter had not called out to Jesus, he would have died that day. It's just that plain and simple. And, and, and if we don't call out to Jesus, amen, I'm afraid that things could get way worse than even they're predicted to be. There are three points from Peter's experience that I believe apply to us as we live through this coronavirus crisis. Here's the first point. Point number one, trust the Christ, not the crowd. Let me repeat that one again. Point number one, trust the Christ, not the crowd. In verses 28 and 29 of this Matthew 14, Peter asked Jesus to tell him to step out of the boat and come walk on the water with him. Now, now, knowing our human nature, it wouldn't surprise me at all if some of the other apostles in the boat were telling Peter, man, don't go out there you got to be crazy. You, boy, you better stay in this boat. That, that's just human nature. Amen. The other apostles probably believed that they were safe in the boat, but they weren't safe in the boat. However, Peter was willing to trust the Christ. And somehow, somehow in his inner being, Peter knew the only safe place is being close to Jesus. Amen. Let me say that again. Peter understood that the only safe place to be is close to Jesus, and that's still true today. I I do believe, I do honestly believe that some of our leaders and our medical experts, they are very honest people. They're people of great moral integrity, and they, they say our homes are the safest place to be during this crisis. I I don't disagree, but I want to just make sure we all understand this. The safest place to be at any time is close to Jesus. At any time, the safest place you can, I don't care where you are in the world, the safest place you can ever be is close to Jesus. In other words, in a relationship, having a daily relationship with Jesus Christ. Our leaders are experts, but they're human and they have limitations. Amen now. We've been hearing all the talk about how if we don't get this thing under control quickly, the doctors and nurses and first responders and, and those who work in hospitals and clinics, that, that first line of defense, how these people are gonna be physically exhausted and, and we're worried about them becoming sick you know, without having enough masks and other gloves and other things to protect them. So, so our leaders and our experts, they're human beings and they have limitations. Jesus is God. He has no limitations. Amen. We should follow. We should listen to and follow the directors of our leaders and our experts, but we must always put our trust in Jesus the Christ above anybody else. Amen now. We should always put our trust in Jesus the Christ above anybody else the roanoke salem missionary baptist church family knows this is my favorite scripture and it applies to this situation proverbs 3 5 and 6 trust in the lord the lord jesus with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding not even your own understanding don't lean into anybody else's understanding either trust in the lord jesus then it says in all of your ways acknowledge jesus give all your questions and concerns and cares to Jesus, and what will happen? He will direct your paths. He'll tell you what to do, He'll show you where to go, He'll clear all the obstacles in your way, He'll give you all the resources that you need. That's where we are. Let me go to point number two. Here's point number two ask the Christ to save you. Ask the Christ to save you. Verse 30, Peter quickly recognized that if he didn't ask Jesus to save him, he would die. And as soon as Peter called out, Lord, save me, the Bible says Jesus immediately reached out and caught a hold of Peter. Amen now. Got to catch that thing. Jesus immediately reached out and caught a hold of Peter. Peter couldn't save himself. He needed help. He called on the Lord, and the Lord immediately reached out and called him. Jesus is always there. He's always in place. He's always on time, and he'll reach way down if he has to, to pick you and I up to save us Yeah, Jesus was, think about it now, Jesus is walking on the water, Peter is sinking, Jesus didn't just grab him right there at shoulder level, Jesus had to reach down and grab him and bring him back up. He'll do the same thing for you and I today, especially right now during a time of crisis. Verse 31, I don't want to skip over this, after he got Peter up, Jesus asked Peter, why did you doubt? And I believe Jesus is still asking us as human beings that question today. Why do we continue to doubt him when he's shown us time and time and time again that he is God all by himself, that he has all power, all knowledge, all authority? He can do anything but fail. And even unsaved people have seen the power of the Most High God work when somebody say pray for them when they were in a jam. So he's asking why are you still doubting me when all you have to do is ask for my help? During this worldwide crisis, unsaved people, I'm talking to you directly now, unsaved people, you need to ask the Lord Jesus. You need to ask the Christ to save you. Now, some of you are desperate right now, so you will gladly call out to Jesus, but, but you only want him to save your life. But don't stop there. Ask Jesus to save your souls from eternal damnation. Whether it's now or whether it's later, our physical bodies are going to die one day, but our souls are going to live on forever. Only two places our souls can be. They can either be in heaven or they can go to hell. The good news is nobody has to go to hell. That's why Jesus died on that cross and got up again on the third day morning to give you and me the opportunity to keep from going to hell if we'll put our trust in him. Psalm 106, verse 8 says, Nevertheless, He, Jesus Christ, saved them, sinners, for His own namesake. Why did He do it? That He might make His mighty power known to everyone. Jesus Christ came and walked on this earth in a physical body. He hung, bled, and died and got up on the third morning for only one reason, to save you and me from going to hell when we die. And he did it to show his power to the world. Point number three, give the Christ the glory he deserves. Give the Christ the glory he deserves. Verses 32 and 33. Jesus and Peter walked back to the boat and they got in. And as soon as they got in the boat, the other apostles began to worship Jesus. They praised Jesus, they glorified Jesus, they magnified Jesus because they had witnessed a miracle. They saw his majesty and his power. You and I today, we should always glorify Jesus. Jesus willingly surrendered his life as a sacrifice for my sins and for your sins too. Jesus deserves our praise for that reason alone. Hallelujah to his name. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for me. He gave up his life so that we would not have to go to hell when we die. And we, he deserves our praise just for that reason. But, but here's another reason why we should praise Jesus. Jesus blesses everybody whether they're saved or not. Amen now. Jesus blesses everybody whether they're saved or not. Now only saved people, only those of us who've given our lives to Jesus, only those of us who've asked Jesus to be our personal Lord and Savior, we are the only ones that will go to heaven when we die. But Jesus right now in real time blesses everybody the unsaved as well as the saved. And I know that's right because in Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, Jesus said that God the Father allows his sunshine and his rain to fall on the just and the unjust. In other words, the Lord treats everybody equally when it comes to his blessings. Now, being saved is part of being in a group called The body of Christ. It's not an exclusive group because anybody can join. But when you join the body of Christ, you become a member, and membership does have its privileges. But the point I'm making is even if you never accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you should if you want your soul saved, but He's blessing you anyway. You get the same benefits that He gives to the saved folks when it comes to resources and. His sunshine and rain and food and, and, and all those things that we need just to have a, a good life. All the creativity that man has, it comes from God. All the authority that man has, it comes from God. All the financial wealth that man has, it comes from God. So we should always give God the praise because he deserves the praise because it's all about him. Amen. Amen. I'm confident that jesus will save humanity from this virus for two reasons number one the bible tells us that the next time the lord destroys this earth realm he's going to use fire so we already know this coronavirus can't be something that the lord is using to punish us and to destroy humanity he's already said in his word the next time he destroys the physical earth is going to be by fire but but here's the second reason i'm positive jesus is going to save us from this virus Jesus responds positively to the prayers of his saints. That's the saved folks. Remember I said a few minutes ago membership has its privileges? That's one of the privileges. When you are saved, Jesus always hears and responds to your prayers. Christians are not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, and I get tired of hearing uh, unsafe folk, use that as an excuse not to get to know the Lord Jesus. Look, if you don't come to nobody's church, you still ought to have a relationship with Jesus. Christians are not perfect, but we're righteous. Why are we righteous? We're righteous in God's eyes because we have a right standing with God the Father because of our relationship with his son Jesus. The Bible says God is always listening and responding to the prayers of his saints. Who are his saints? The save folks. I don't know if Jesus is going to save us through medical science or technology or, or by miracle, but anyway, he chooses to bless us to defeat this coronavirus. I'll be satisfied. Amen now. When the Christ brings us out of these dark and depressing days, we better give him the praise that he deserves. Amen now. Don't give God's praise to nobody else. I know that's not correct English, but I'm I'm being for real, for real. Don't give God's praise to nobody else. Amen. Psalm 103, verse 2 through 4. This is in the NIV. Psalm 103, verses 2 through 4. says, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. What kind of benefits? He forgives our sins. That's why we can all go to heaven. He heals all of our diseases that's why even now when you have if you get the coronavirus the lord can bring you back and restore you to good health he 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 redeems our lives from the pit that means that he keeps us from going to hell he crowns us with love and compassion the love and compassion of jesus christ is available to everybody it's his compassion that keeps us from being consumed. His mercy and his compassion for all humanity. Glory, hallelujah to his name. No human being, no human being is going to save us from this virus without the power of Jesus the Christ working in them. Let me say that one last time. No human being, no group of human beings are going to save us from this virus without the power of Jesus Christ working in them. I'm ending this message by encouraging all of us to call on the Christ during this coronavirus. Even if you're unsaved, start praying for Jesus to help you. Ask him to help your family and save your family members who may be physically ill or protect them from getting ill. Ask Jesus to protect your business ask jesus to protect your employment ask jesus to protect any other resources that you may have that you're worried about during this time jesus will answer prayers from unsaved people in crisis too i know that's right because the bible is full of examples now some of my theological more theologically uh adept brothers and sisters may know better than me but let me just tell you this I'm going to give you three examples, and there's no evidence of the Bible that these people were necessarily saved. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? She had heard about Jesus, but the Bible doesn't say she was a follower, but she had enough confidence that she could just touch the hem of his garment, and she did, and everything was all right. Remember the, the, the Roman military soldier? He was the captain of the guard, and one of his servants was sick. He wasn't a follower of Jesus Christ. He didn't follow Jesus, but he had heard about Jesus and he had enough confidence in the name of Jesus to go to Jesus and to ask him to save his servant. And Jesus said he had not seen any greater faith anywhere than this man that wasn't even a believer and a follower of Jesus at the time. What about the thief on the cross? This man was guilty of the crimes that he was being hung for, being crucified for, but even in his last hour, he had enough sense to realize that he was being crucified next to the Son of God. And he said, Lord, today when you go into your kingdom, remember me. And Jesus told him, this day you're going to be with me. So Jesus does hear, and he does answer the prayers of unsaved people when they're in crisis. Amen now. If you're saved, start praising Jesus. Let's start praising Jesus now for the victory over this virus. And we're going to praise him for every soul, that's going to be saved during this virus. Brothers and sisters in Christ, stand firm in your faith and waver not. Let's watch Jesus prove to the world again that he has all knowledge, that he has all authority, that he has all power, and he can save us. He's the only one who can save us, and he's worthy of our praise Let's give God some glory right where you are in your home, wherever you may be. If you're listening over the phone, let's just say, Hi! Lord, we th- Lord, we thank you now for this opportunity.